wanted to ask you about the depth in the secondary and something a couple of the players, including Devin, talked about after the game last night, and that is when you have uh, Stefan playing at the level he's at, it kind of has a domino effect. And I'm wondering, you know, if you and the coaching staff see that same type of domino effect um, yourself and also uh, when you have a situation like yesterday uh, when you have John Jones go out late in the game and you're already without um, uh, J-Mac going into the game, uh, how important was it for Gilmore to step up? Um, yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, I mean, look, that's a very competitive group. Those guys work hard. They push each other and, um, you know, just bring the best out in each other, whether it's preparation or um, – training, conditioning, you know, on the field play. And so it's, it's really a great group to work with. And, you know, I think they all, as I said, they all really push each other. I don't think it's, you know, one guy, um, you know, they're they're all really playing well, having a good year, working well together. And, you know, that's the group where sort of like the offensive line that if, if there's one mistake in communication or, uh, you know, having the call right, then everything looks bad. And so, uh, it's really incumbent on on all of them to to work well together and work good as a unit, and that's something they've done well all year. But certainly, Steph's playing at a high level. JC's given us a lot of high quality plays. So is J Mac, um, John Jones, and um, so you know we're we're fortunate to have a good group back there. Plus, you know, same thing with the safeties with um, you know Devin, Pat, uh, Duran, uh, T Brooks. You know, those, those guys have all you know, contributed and played well for us. And if I can follow up, Bill, how comfortable is the coaching staff, uh, given the fact that there's a, a, quite a bit of experience in that secondary, uh, having players take on different roles or different positions uh, back there? Yeah, well, I, I don't know that there's a lot of uh, new roles, and, but I'd say that those guys have a lot of um, uh, freedom. Um, within the defense to, to do what they think is the best thing to do in certain calls and certain situations. And I think they've done a, a great job of that all year. Um, it's really probably been one of the best things that, that we've done in the secondary is, is let those guys um, see what see what the formation looks like, where the threats are lined up and and how to deal with them. And they, they've done an excellent job of, you know, putting themselves in, in good positions to make plays. Great. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, next question, Alan Siegel, followed by Doug Kyes. Uh, good morning, Bill. Um, you know, I want to go back to the uh, touchdown yesterday by Nikhil Harry and, and ask you, in your eyes, the fact that when he adjusted, reversed, and presented the target to Tom in the end zone, does that signify some growth to you in terms of what you teach the young players to make themselves available and how to keep the play going? Um, one more time, Alan, just to end that one more time. Sure. Yeah, basically, you know, the play where, you know, does it signify um, growth in young players, the fact that he adjusted, reversed, presented himself as a target to Tom, and is this – you know, signify some growth in what you teach him and young players to the instinct of trying to keep the play going. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was really an extended play where he, um, 
you know, we had a combination route on the strong side uh, with um, Julian, uh, Mo, and and Watson, Ben Watson, and and he was on the backside. Really went ran a like a corner pattern, and then um, protection was was great, and the play extended a little bit, and so um, Nikhil did a really good job of not getting shot out of bounds out of the back of the end zone, which uh, is what. Um, was what the defensive back was trying to do, which is a smart play, obviously, on their part. Um, so what any good defensive back would try to do is, is to knock the receiver out. And um, so he did a um, – so Nikhil did a really good job of, you know, keeping his balance, um, staying, you know, staying in the uh, field of play, and then just came flat down the end line and, and kind of beat Webb back, back inside on an extended play. So it was – um, you know, those red area extended plays and scrambles are something that uh, you always work on. Um, and this one really, the, the work on the practice field and, and the technique and the fundamentals of doing things right really paid off, um, as did the other guys. I mean, because everybody on the scramble, everybody kind of went in a different direction. So it, we didn't run into each other. We created space for, um, you know, the keel to come back inside. He found that space, but... I think one of the best part of the plays, parts of the play was uh, Nikhil's awareness and his strength to, to stay on the field of play and not get shoved out. Great, thanks, Doug. Yeah, you're welcome, Al. Uh, next question, Doug Kite, followed by Michael Hurley. Hi, good morning, Bill. Uh, you, you mentioned J.C. Jackson briefly, but just how impressed have you been with the strides that he's taken here as a second-year player? Um, good. Good, J.C.'s. Um, you know, way, way ahead of where he was last year. Um, and, you know, it's, it's tough coming from, you know, from any college program really to, um, you know, some of the, some of the things that we have to, to deal with at this level. So, um, he, you know, was very productive for us last year and made a lot of big plays. And, you know, we used him in some of our, uh, four safety packages and, or four corner packages rather. Um, like for example, in the Kansas City in the championship game on Kelsey. Um, so, and then this year he's going to really build on his awareness and uh, his, you know, just the overall fundamentals and technique. Those two plays he made on the ball were were both extremely good plays. Um, but yeah, he's he's done a done a really good job in his growth and development and uh, improvement on the little fundamental things in, in his game. Um, How would you just describe doing it without penalties? You know, he was getting some penalties early in the year, and he's really worked hard to eliminate those those penalties and and some of the unnecessary grabbing that, um, you know, was maybe a little bit of a problem for him. You know, earlier in the year, but he he's done an excellent job of you know, playing good coverage without grabbing the penalties. So that's that's huge, been huge for us. And how would you just describe the way that he and Jason sort of shared that that number two corner role this year? Uh, well, really, we we've rotated all of our corners. We we played um, you know multiple corners when they're all healthy. We played them all in in each game. So uh, you know, Steph's been part of that rotation. Jason, John Jones, and so um, they've all they've all rotated through there you know we have confidence in all of them they all work have worked together i think that's paid off for us um in a couple of the more recent weeks um you know jason played some last week against kansas city but 
in the games that, that he's missed, um, the communication that was built up earlier in the year between that group with John, J.C., Steph, and the safeties is, uh, has, has probably helped us out. Great, thanks. You're welcome. Next question is Mike Hurley, um, and I'll ask anyone else who wants to ask a question, hit five. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, morning, Bill. Uh, I had another hey, question about uh, I had another question about Stefan. Uh, he's just playing at obviously an elite, elite, all pro type level, and, and every week he he sort of explains to us that you know he does his homework, he, he studies the film, and he knows what to expect, and he just puts it into action on the field, almost making it look easy. Uh, obviously, it's not. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world. I'm wondering if uh, it's reminiscent this this sustained run that he's been on of just sort of doing his homework and then putting it into action. If it, if it's reminiscent of any players you've coached. Uh, in the course of your career, this because uh, this run is now uh, going on two years of just sort of that that level that you don't really see too often. Yeah, well, you know, he's as I said, Steph worked extremely hard, but I think he'd be the first one to tell you that at the position he plays, you're, you're only as good as your last play or your last game. So, you know, whatever did or didn't happen some other week or in the past is really meaningless. Uh, for this game, and it's about this week's matchup, and you know that that can turn in a hurry. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll do the same thing that that he's always done, and that's just continue to prepare and work hard, and you know, be happy with with the Cincinnati game, but put it behind him and get ready for Buffalo. And that's I think that's really the key to to sustained success is that mentality of starting all over again and not resting on any laurels or accolades that have come in the past, but being focused on, you know, the next challenge and knowing that your opponents are going to work extra hard to try to find a weakness in your game. And if you, you know, are satisfied and, and don't continue to improve and, and, you know, work on things that'll, that'll continue to present problems for the opponents, then they're eventually going to catch up to you and get you. So, that's uh, really a credit to him and, and his, you know, his work ethic and preparation and, and doing that week after week. Um, so even I'd say probably a little bit higher and more intense level than the week before. And along those lines, coming out of a game like yesterday, as a coach, do you appreciate hearing him say, you know, not, not happy that he had two, he wishes he had three and actually four interceptions. Yeah, well, again, he, he's a very competitive guy, and and uh, and that's a great thing, you know. And you know, I think we all, you know, can feel good about a few good plays that we we make or are involved in. But then there's always a couple that you you know you could have done a little bit better, and um, you have to learn from those and and try to you know correct those mistakes going forward. Again, we're we're playing another good team this week. Um, you know, Buffalo is a very well coached team, and They'll look at at this game and other games and try to find our weaknesses and attack them. So if we don't address them and and aren't you know don't don't fix them, then I'm sure there'll be a problem for us. So we have to you know constantly you know go through that process. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. And last question is Mike Patrick. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks, Stacy. Uh, might have seemed like a, a small detail, but I'm sure. It was not to you, Bill. The uh, onside kick toward the end of the game, uh, the Bengal kick that only went five yards. It 
seemed like your guys were well-drilled and staying away from the ball. I'm just curious um, what your takeaways were from observing that play, both live on the field and on tape. Uh, well, it's it's a play that, um, you know, it's a play that, that we've seen uh, before. I think that with the new, um, you know, kind of the new rules uh, in terms of alignment, that it's, it's hard to, you know, to gain an advantage on the onside kicks. And so the kick that um, Cincinnati was trying was a, a play that, or a kick that, kind of doesn't go right to the 10 yard restraining line. It, it goes short of the restraining line and then, uh, the intent is for it to spin and get the full 10 yards. And, um, obviously this particular kick didn't make it that far, but it, by kicking it that way, it gives the kicking team an opportunity to, you know, to get down the field and play the ball as opposed to, you know, driving it into the ground. And sometimes it goes out of bounds or it just goes through to the sideline. Uh, so I think that was the strategy. Okay, you can kind of tell by the way that the, the Bengals covered it, that they, they looped around from the inside out and, you know, they anticipated that there would be a little more time for them to get in position to fight for the ball. So, um, again, this, this type of kicks, you see them, you know, kind of probably, you know, one every week somewhere up along the line through the league. And, um, you know, it was a very, you know, it's, it's a little different than what, again, what teams have done in the past because with the other, with the old rules, you're able to, you know, overload the formation. Now you can't do that. So you, you have to try to find other ways to create, a, you know, kind of an equal opportunity to get the ball. And, you know, like I say, just, you know, the concept of the kick is, you know, it, it's good. It just didn't go quite the way they wanted to hit it, but, you know, good strategy of what they were doing. But yeah, no, our guys were alert to not, to not try to handle the ball. They were, they could tell by the way the ball was going that it wasn't going to gain the full yardage. So they, they backed off it. But I would just tell you, sometimes kicks like that look like, depending on the way the ball's spinning, they look like they're not going to go 10 yards. And then to kind of at the end, they, they hook, you know, they catch that spin at the end and then they hook over. Um, and, you know, and get the full 10 yards. So you've got to, you know, got to make a good play on the ball. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone.